Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. What's up, Gopher fans? Ben Johnson, your new head coach. Can't tell you how excited I am to get back home and get going. Sky, you my. Let's go, baby. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. That's right. I thought for a minute there, I thought for a minute there that Ben Johnson was going to drop the row the boat Sky Imago Gophers. Thought he was going down that path. A little disappointed that he didn't, quite frankly. I wonder if he doesn't want to fall into that just yet because there's a chance that he can establish his own thing. Oh. Like if you do a row the boat, you're buying completely into the football thing and you're the basketball guy now and you're really important yourself. So are you going to give into that right away? What would your what would what would your sort of your own original slogan be? What would you if you if you're not going to use row the boat? Would you? Oh, I know what, what mine. What, what, what would oh, you if, use? if I got the go for basketball job, the men's job, it'd be very simple. <laughs> you play, I pay. Oh, really? You're going under the table? Under? Hell yeah! You look at the NCAA <laughs> lately; they got a lot of their own problems, man. Oh, yeah. You know what? Opening night, if I got, I would have two things. I would tell one, Mark, I'm going to cheat. So just cover your eyes. Don't listen. I'm going to cheat. The second now thing you've, is, now you Now you've, like, refused Mark Coyle plausible deniability by telling him you're going to cheat. I feel like you need to be a little, more, a little bit more discreet than that with your boss. Oh, but. we never had this conversation. The, se- <laughs> the, se- the second thing is opening night next year with fans there. The 97 banners all go back up. Yes. They all go back Thank up. Thank you. They all go to the rafters. And you know what? We bring back the team. We bring back Clem. And we have a ceremony for it. Yes. And when the NCAA calls and says, we took those away, I would say, worry about your own house. Worry about your own problems. You Isn't are- that ridiculous? You can strike us from the record books. You can strike us from Wikipedia. But you can't take those banners down from the top. Of a 100 year old building and, get your own ladders at ncaa and who are you to like who who are they to decide that though like who are they to decide uh so if you cheat at north carolina but everyone in the class cheats including the basketball players then we can't strip you of your titles but if we found out that it, only the papers were written for basketball like come on yeah come on so anyway you play i pay let's get the banners back up i like it I like where you're going with that's this. I've got my go- that, that, that's my first year on the job. 
I've got my Gophers pullover here. I was a little skeptical about an inexperienced head coach yesterday, uh, but much like I do with every Gophers football and basketball coach, I buy in to start with because mm-hmm. I am an unabashed University of Minnesota graduate. I am. Uh, I, I have maroon and gold somewhat bleeding through my veins, although I think I've bled out quite a few times <laughs> in my life. And so I am here for all of the positive qualities that Ben Johnson uh, will bring to the table. I think it's fair to say he was hired for three main reasons. And we will get to a Twins Tuesday. What is Vegas saying about the Minnesota Twins in just a little bit, too? I think it's I think it's safe to say that they looked at Ben Johnson, hired him for three reasons. Reason number one is the biggest chunk of the pie, which is he's a Minnesota guy through and through. He played here. He's from here. He coached here. He wanted to come back here. He has great relationships with some of the high school basketball hotbed programs, um, coaches. And so the belief is that we're going from an outsider in Richard Pitino that didn't fully latch on to the local basketball scene to a guy that's going to be the opposite, even though he's inexperienced. So all of those things, I think that's the biggest chunk of the pie. Um, Reason number two, for being honest, he's a lot less expensive than some of the other names that were out there. Like if they wanted Eric Musselman, Eric Musselman from Arkansas and the like basically anyone that was making a run in the NCAA tournament right now, Eric Musselman right. being number one, that was going to cost you probably what did Declan, you found it. Ben yeah. Johnson's going to make like 1.7, 1.9 yeah, or something. By far the lowest paid head coach. He will make 1.95 million with annual increases subject to the discretion of AD Mark Coyle. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that factors in big time coming out of a pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. And then the third reason is diversity. And I think a lot of people look at it and say, oh, my God, of course, like if you go through the strip comment sections or uh, if you take a scroll through social media, it's a bunch of, well, why would you why would you just why would not you just hire the best coach? Well, there's a lot of factors that go into play here. And, and the way I would frame it is you have barely had any black perspective in that athletic department for the last like 10 years. And so so bringing in somebody with that perspective is a good thing. A lot of people look at it and say, well, you're cutting off, you know, X percentage of the candidates. Well, no, they can they considered all candidates. And for a bunch of different reasons, including diversity, they made this higher. They need some fresh perspective with this basketball program. And if you can get some diverse perspective and uh, and still have somebody who's locally rooted and connected, I think all those things play into it. So uh, I think those are the three main reasons. I am still questioning his lack of in-game coaching experience and his ability to potentially lead a room. There's a difference between being a great assistant who can recruit and being the guy at the top of a program. But I'm here with my maroon and gold pullover today, willing to give it a shot. And I'm excited for Ben Johnson. And I think this is going to be a great opportunity for him, Judley. Uh, So this shows you how absolutely positively panicked that they felt to fire Patino. Because they clearly said, you are, buddy, you are a disaster. Like, this is eight years um, of of almost always subpar Big Ten finishes. It's mm-hmm. eight years of fans really now not buying in. Because if you go back to the last year that there were fans in the barn, uh, I think they were about 4,000 below capacity on an, on an annual basis, like a regular game basis. So, one, this shows me that they absolutely positively could have hired anybody, but they had to fire him. And that that is telling about the fact of, sadly, where Gopher men's basketball is right now. The diversity yeah. thing is correct. Now, 
the flip side to that is diversity hire is absolutely fine. But if you had had cash, you could have gone and gotten a big time diversity hire. This is not big time. This is a, this is, how can I put this nicely? Because I do not want to assume he's going to fail, especially in game, because I'm with you. That's where my concern is. This is Ryan Saunders-esque, though, as far as the payday goes and as far as the, he's a local guy. We love this guy, right? Like, if you wanted a big-time diversity hire, you could have gone and paid for it and gotten somebody really uh, experienced. You did not. But I will come back to, and and I wrote this for scorenorth.com last night, the most important thing is your first thing, and that is the fact that the starting reason why Richard Pitino was a train wreck at the end in retrospect now, was he did not get local recruits. I don't think that he really developed relationships uh, that he needed to probably with high school coaches and AAU coaches and Ben Johnson's starting thing before he coaches a game. And in fact, if he gets the guys he should get, we will probably forgive a season's worth of, I think he should have called a timeout there. If he gets the guys he should get from this state, which is now the state of basketball, it is rich in talent. And I'm not talking nice talent. I'm talking at times elite. And I wrote this last night. Here's the problem. Right now, at least. So Chet Holmgren is one of the top recruits, if not the top recruit in the country. And he is a local player here. It's not that the Gophers aren't going to get him. I get that, and there's always debates about, oh, if the kid can go to Duke or blah, blah, blah. Here's the here's my issue right now. We're laughed at. It's like, could Tyus Jones come to the Gophers? <laughs> Hold on, let's talk about Trey Jones. Oh, you're a comedian. Chet Holmgren? Chet Holmgren would know. What are you talking about? Uh, where we need to get to is where that conversation's not laughed at. I understand that not everyone is going to come here and it's not possible, but that's the most important thing is don't get laughed at. And the second thing is when you have a McKinley right in your backyard who wants to play here, who who wants to play here, and you go get Isaiah Washington from New York. That Mr. Get, basketball. Mr. Basketball. But those are the type of decisions that get people fired after the fact. And those are those are the type of kids you can't miss on. I mean, McKinley Wright wanted to play here and turned into an outstanding player. And that's the that's the no um, disrespect to him. That's the tier two type of recruit. Like there's the tier one, which is the stars, and then the tier two, which are bordering on damn good to stars. Those are the ones that Ben Johnson needs to a identify, b pursue, and three flat out just get for this program. Yes, and just you know think about. Path of least resistance to to building a scalable recruiting model that's going to be that you can repeat year after year after year. Something that you can just keep going back to a formula that's going to work for your program. The Gophers aren't a national product. The Gopher basketball team now the Gopher football team is actually because of row the boat and because of PJ Fleck and some of the national attention they've gotten. The Gopher football team actually I think has a better chance. And and by the way, like when you compare the ba- the high school basketball recruiting soil to the high school football recruiting soil. It's much more fertile on the basketball side relative to the rest of the country. But this isn't a national program. And it it was always sort of befuddling to me why Patino was so hell-bent on casting a national net for this. Let's go get Mr. Basketball in New York. Let's go to these some of these programs and get the Bakari Kanates, right? It's like, well, 
and you, and and he was and he hit on some transfers. He hit on some guys and went to the NCAA tournament a couple of times. But ultimately, what's the what's if if you're going to look to build a sustainable model for recruiting and building your roster year after year after year, mm-hmm. you're not going to compete with national programs. I mean, there, there's there's twenty or thirty national profile programs out there, including a few in your own conference, that are going to beat you at that game. And so the best place to start is locally. And I'll tell you what actually sort of put me over the edge in terms of, all right, I'm going to be optimistic about Ben Johnson here, uh, was, was the validation he got yesterday on social media from prominent former Gophers, Gophers within the last 10 years, uh, J.B. Bickerstaff. I think they, I don't think they were, I think J.B. was gone by the time Ben came around uh, and played for the Gophers in the early 2000s, but they've known each other for a long time. J.B. Bickerstaff comes out and raves about him on Twitter last night. Jordan Murphy comes out on Twitter, raves about the hire. Amir Coffey, Daniel Aturu, these guys came out. In fact, Richard Coffey told our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson from The Scoop that Amir wouldn't have played or stayed with the Gophers if not for Ben Johnson. Like he thought, the Coffees thought that highly of Ben Johnson in his role as an assistant mm-hmm. um, that that they value that relationship enough to to put it over the top when, when Amir Coffey could have played at a number of different schools. So like so that validation to me was like okay wow he so he's already sort of before he's even stepped foot um into a, a high school gym again and before he's even coached another game he's at least pulling prominent Minnesota basketball people together and and pushing forward with that support and it it always kind of felt and I've always been a Patino guy and I I I think he's going to be successful but like it always felt to me like there was something missing with Patino when it came to connecting with the state of Minnesota. Some of it might be us. Like we're very provincial. And if you're an outsider, you know, as a, as our boss, Dan Seaman likes to say, Minnesotans are, it's Minnesota nice is definitely a thing. We will give you directions to anywhere you want to go, except our own house. Well, damn like right. we're, there's, there's always right. a little bit of distance when there's an outsider. I don't want so some, of it, some of it's <laughs> us. But some of it was him. Like he didn't, he didn't go all in recruiting the state of Minnesota. Um, he always felt a little bit like an outsider, uh, whether it was our fault or his fault. So to have somebody who feels like he's the center of the Minnesota basketball club, I think, is a big deal. And we'll see if it if it pays off in recruiting. I think Patino definitely took a cue from his dad and saw himself as a national guy, which you know I'm not surprised by. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, th- now the most important thing that Ben Johnson is going to do right now as far as um, the actual games themselves is hire a staff that includes at least one, if not two veteran assistants who can help in game navigate because we saw this with Saunders coaching a basketball game and like timeouts and, and what to do is very simple until it's not. And what, and when it's not, it's glaringly obvious what the problems are. Cause like Finch now, right? Like, if you watch Finchy coach now, it looks pretty simple. Like, hey, of course he called a timeout, right? But until he doesn't, and then you're like, well, what's going on here? So I, I think the most important thing, and Johnson seems like a very smart guy, so my guess is he will do exactly this. The most important thing is going to be surround himself with people that probably know more about X's and O's and have more in-game experience than him right now. Uh, but the difference between the NBA and college is if he now goes out and recruits and keeps kids here and, and is successful there, that's what Phil 60% of of the game. Like if you were to break down a pie chart of basketball coaching, um, 
the most important thing is the players. And if you can get yeah. and if you can get players and keep them home and identify the correct ones, you'll you'll learn when to call the timeouts and, and if you've got, you know, veteran assistance there, it's going to help. But if you don't have those players, it don't matter. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that Rick Pitino is regarded or John Calipari. I don't, like John Calipari is probably the best example. I don't know that he's regarded as a great in-game tactician. I mean, he, he certainly knows his way around X's and O's. And if it's like, you know, the average coach compared to him, then yeah. But like, I don't think he's regarded as a Brad Stevens tactician with the with the whiteboard, right? John Calipari is a marketer and he gets the best 18-year-old kids to come to his program. And so can you so can you sort of create that within the state of Minnesota where you can at least, you know, we looked at the roster last week on the show and the fact that Wisconsin has three times as many Minnesota grown players on their roster as the Gophers do. All right, well, let's fix that. I was looking back too just to see, I was curious, uh, I couldn't remember what the rosters looked like when Ben Johnson was the point guard here for a couple of years in like 2003, 2004. So the his second year was the Chris Humphreys year where they went like three and thirteen in conference, but Chris Humphreys was twenty and ten every night, uh, and the rosters were mostly bad. They had like Michael Bauer shooting some threes and like Mo Har- Hargrove or whatever. Like they didn't, they weren't that good, uh, but they were all Minnesota players. It was like seventy five or eighty percent of the roster was Minnesota players. They got Chris Humphreys, and that was a weird circumstance because he actually was going to Duke. And then decided that he was going to get at least featured more as a freshman, better chance to go from freshman to the NBA. Um, but I, I think I think the first thing is I want to look at that roster in like three years and at least see like 70 70 percent Minnesota kids and and some of those Minnesota kids showing up on some of the top 500 uh, recruiting lists. Absolutely. So, yeah. And yeah. I, I think the second thing that Ben Johnson can do that's extremely important to the Patino did not do is um, what we talked about on yesterday's show, which is what's your philosophy, what's your style, what's the identity of your team. And, and to be clear, Ben Johnson might struggle with the X's and O's aspects at first. I don't know. But I'm also not trying to imply or say that Patino was great in that area because he was not too. So like Patino was not this great in- in-game coach. There were times when Patino did things as far as schematics that were frustrating and nobody got. So it's not like Ben Johnson is coming in and replacing this legendary tactician. He's not. Uh, But yeah, I would like to see the recruiting is a one. And I think the second thing is what's your style, what's your philosophy. And also too, I don't think it's beyond the realm at this program to say, what's your style of player as well. Like what what type of player that's the thing that Wisconsin has down pat. Right or wrong, and it's not all great players, but what Wisconsin does is basically it recruits players that they deem are going to be effective in their system. And it works for them. Like there's just so many lessons. I always come back to this and it's just so maddening. There's so many lessons to be learned how the Badgers go about football and basketball as far as as you're not this off-the-charts great program that is lights out. You're a smart program. You have an identity. You have a philosophy. And you seem to have stability. Wouldn't those be nice things to have here? Yep, I agree. By the way, our friends at Federated are also proud supporters of University of Minnesota Athletics. If you're watching us on our YouTube channel, Score North MN, 
You see the Federated logo with the Gophers logo next to it. And they've been helping business owners in the state of Minnesota for over 100 years. You can find out more about how Federated Mutual Insurance Company uh, can help your business with MyShield, which was recently launched as the online client destination for risk management resources. If you're already a Federated Insurance client, what are you waiting for? Just get registered today so you can jump on MyShield through federatedinsurance.com. You can also just find out more about how they can help your business or download the app. That's also an easy way to find out more too. So remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Uh, also, you know, golf season, is it's sort of a stop-start season. You never know when it's going to dump about two feet of snow. That happened a couple of years ago in April. So I hesitate to say that like golf season, you know, <laughs> you never know with golf season in Minnesota. Uh, but we do know that PXG Minneapolis is a golfer's paradise. Declan, what would you say is your goal in terms of scoring this year? Like, are you looking yep. to break a number yeah, this year? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to break 100. I, I Actually, I think I can break 100 because I've, I've shot under 50 on a nine before, and which is still not very good. But I'm, my, my actual goal is to break consecutively, keeping my score under 100 on consecutive golf outings. So I want, wow. I want to break 100 on back-to-back golf outings. That is my goal for 2021 on the course. Dex is looking to make the cut. I am. That's what's looking at. He's looking to make the cut. I'm looking to break. I'm looking to break 90. It's been a couple of years since <laughs> I broke in 90, and uh, that's not a great score either. But PXG Minneapolis is a golfer's paradise. They're stocked with PXG's newest goodies. The Gen 4 golf clubs have arrived. Drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons. They also have amazing apparel. If you're terrible at golf and you just want to look good, that's kind of the boat that Declan and I are in. PXG Minneapolis oh, yeah. in Southdale Center. Find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. You guys want to talk some twins here mm-hmm. on the big show? Talk well. We're gonna win twins. We're gonna score. We're gonna win twins. What's a baseball score? I've been watching a lot. They, they were on Saturday. No, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Fox Sports North deigned us with twins games. Little Braves, little Rays. Are we getting uh, so? Admittedly, I have watched very, very little of spring training baseball this year. Are we getting the simulcast of Provis and Gladden? Are they? Are, is is Bramer dusting off the uh, pipes? What's happening? Uh, the Friday game against the Braves was in was in uh, where the Braves trained. So they actually picked up the uh, Fox Sports Southwest, soon to be Bally Sports Southwest <laughs> uh, telecast. Saturday, we got Bramer for the first time in the booth with with Latroy in the dugout doing the analysis and then yesterday went back to the uh, Provis Gladi simulcast so it's okay. all, all right. over the map all right so uh boys i took a stroll through various gambling websites yesterday and i have for you basically what is vegas saying about the minnesota twins as a team and some of their players going into 2021 and so i'm going to I'm going to throw these at you, and then I want your thoughts on whether Vegas is too high, too low. Are they being fair? Are they not? All right? Let's start with over-under win totals, and I have two different platforms. These are more online platforms than, like, classic Vegas sports books. but DraftKings.com, here are the over-under totals they have for the American League Central. I'll start at the bottom. Yeah. They got the Tigers at 68 and a half. They got the Royals at 72 and a half. They got the Indians at 81 and a half. Twins, 88 and a half. White Sox, 91 and a half. Hmm. So eight. Now, uh, let me give you baseball prospectus, too, so you can then choose which one you think is more realistic. Okay. Okay. Baseball prospectus has 
Tigers 65, Royals 71, White Sox 83, Ooh. Indians 85, Twins 91. Okay. Wow. All right. Wow, wow, wow. I've seen the baseball prospectus um, figure for the White Sox before, and I guess my first question is what do they know that we don't? We absolutely don't know. Um, because so, that is yeah. a that is a look. I am willing to buy in a heartbeat that, that the Twins uh, could repeat for a third consecutive year as division champs, and the White Sox would be second. But what you just gave us from baseball perspectives is, if you're a White Sox fan or the team, is to me an incredible disappointment. Well, I think this is just my having sort of been obsessed with baseball prospectus for 15 years and and now they they really came on the mainstream scene when they predicted that the tampa bay rays going into the 2008 season were going to be like a 90 win team and everyone was like what they've been garbage for 10 years why what what are you guys seeing and they were like well i don't know it's not us it's our projection system that sees that they're gonna win almost 90 games and they went to the world series that year so they're not always right but i tend to trust what i think I, i think 83 is low for the White Sox, but I trust that baseball prospectus senses people overrating the team. And I think there's two reasons why people are overrating this team. Number one, you're banking on a lot of young guys all sort of taking a step forward at once, and that's not usually what happens. We've seen it with the Twins where you're like, all right, this is the year that Buxton, Sano, Kepler, and Polanco, and Rosario all take the same step forward linearly and the team emerges into relevance like you saw with the 2001 Twins. Well, the 2001 Twins, when they just kind of came out of nowhere because everybody took a step forward, that's rare. That doesn't You don't get a bunch of 23-year-olds just all taking the same step forward. A couple of them fall back. One of them becomes a bust, right? Sure. And so I think people are assuming that, oh, all these great young players for the White Sox are just all going to pan out in 2021. But then the other factor here, and I don't know if they factor it into their formula, but they had they hired a weird old yeah. curmudgeonly manager in Tony LaRussa, who if this was 25 years ago, I think he would have been the perfect guy for the job. He hasn't managed in a decade. He's got these weird DUI things out there that were kind of addressed publicly, but not really. And it just, it doesn't feel like he's the right guy to galvanize this team. And so I do think people are probably too high in the White Sox, but 83 seems a little aggressively low from, from baseball perspectives. Yeah, and so what were the two that you had for the Twins from DraftKings and baseball prospectus again for win totals? So 88.5 from DraftKings and 91 from baseball prospectus. So both pretty similar, right? But a 90-win team. By the way, the Dodgers, uh, DraftKings has had the Dodgers at 101.5 for an over-under. And baseball prospectus has them at 104. Whoa! 104. Holy. Yeah. So they got the the pirates at like sixty and sixty two at the bottom end for for both pirates are just garbage. Yeah, well, the pirates are <laughs> terrible. I, I think the twins is fair. Twins should win ninety games. Yeah, I, I think ninety is exactly where I'm at too. I twins should 90, win ninety. That that should be the benchmark. Ninety. Because does ninety get does ninety get you if the white let's say nine let's say they win ninety and the White Sox win ninety three does ninety get you in? Yes, I feel like there's. I mean, the, I think with the Rays wild, are going to win ninety. Two wild cards are winning ninety with two wild cards. Who who from the West? What? So you're you're going to have. Let me pull up the old baseball perspective. Yeah, yeah, the Ray. Yeah, you, I mean the Ray. Although the Rays, my God, at some point in time, all you know, right? Ian Snell being gone should bite him in the ass, right? Like just 
Logic. Blake Snell. Blake Snell. So here's here are the teams that I'll just give you like the top win totals in the American League according to baseball perspectives. Yankees at 99. Okay. Astros at 91 and a half. Twins at 91. What? So they have the, they have the, they have the Twins as the third at, best team winning the division. The Astros at 91 seems pretty high. I don't know. The Astros uh they find ways, Declan. Oh yeah, that's right. They seem to find ways. Whatever it takes. 90 really? Yeah. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. Okay, fastball. Cool. Thanks, Dex. Yep. And then the other teams that are expected to at least be in contention for like around 9 like like between 85 and 90 wins. Tampa Bay 86 and a half. Mm. They've got the Angels at 86. They've got Toronto at 85 and Cleveland at 85. So they tend, it's funny because baseball perspectives tends to be more conservative. Like obviously there's going to be more 90 win teams than three in the American league. They tend to sort of, it's, it's like when you see these NFL projections come out and it's like, everyone's nine and seven or seven and nine. Well, that's not how the league works always. So in the national league, they have the Dodgers at, at 104. They've got San Diego at 95. I love how they just come out with a haymaker on the Dodgers at 104. I mean, that's ridiculous. Mets at 93. Brewers at 90 in the like, National League. Central. I like Milwaukee this year. Very interesting. Okay, uh, some individual performances. What is Vegas saying about Twins players? I have for you, hopefully you guys are sitting down. Looks like you are. American League MVP odds from DraftKings, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll give you the top four, and then I'll give you – there's a list of, like, 30 guys here. So they, they, they haven't listed everyone, but they've listed about 30 guys. There are four Twins players among these uh, 30 okay. that are on this list. So, so Mike Trout is the odds-on favorite to win the MVP at 2-1. to one. Alex Bregman, 10-1. to one. And then you have Aaron Judge and Jose Ramirez both at 12-1. to one. All right. Sounds right. Which four Twins players do you think are on this list? Josh Donaldson. He's 50 to 1. Nelson Cruz. He's not on this list. What? There's yeah. four and Nelson Cruz is not on the list? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Byron Buxton. I think I think, I think they threw plays into it. They threw Buxton mm-hmm. back they on. Buxton. They did not put Buxton in here. I well, think who, they're worried about his injuries, his well, offense. Who did they put on there? If Max Is Max Kepler on here? Uh-uh. Okay, I would have. Freaked out. This is bonkers. I I literally like did a triple take when I saw this. It's it's Miguel Sano. They're buying Miguel Sano stock, aren't they? Seventy five to one. Oh my! God. Miguel Sano, Miguel Sano is on here. This is a non credible, non credible. Yeah, I'm done. There's with two news. other. There's two other names on here. Um, and, and they're by the way, there's they're all they're all position players. Oh. Hmm. Jorge Polanco, sixty to one. <laughs> I don't, okay, that, yeah. And who's the last the, one? Uh, the the uh, the. <laughs> Mitch Garver. The, la- the last one is also sixty to one. Luis Arise. Who who is smoking the doobie at this place? I did not write. I, I did know, not dude. write this report. I don't know who. I don't know who is doing this. Like, <laughs> you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do what they just did, you put Buxton on. Yeah. And roll the dice that he finally uh, stays healthy for an entire season. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I tried on. to read over this a few times just to see, like, what the deal was. Nelson but. Cruz is not on. I mean, Cruz threw, I don't know, half of, of the 60-game truncated season last year was in the MVP discussion. 
Yeah, I think I DH. agree. Listen, listen, I agree that if if you're going to start ranking Twins players who could win the MVP, Nelson Cruz, I'm putting him above Luis Arise, but I think just the rarity of a designated hitter winning MVP. I don't know that has a designated hitter ever won MVP. So maybe they're factoring that in too. Like it just doesn't happen. David Ortiz. David Ortiz probably did. Did he ever win an MVP? Mm. Let's let's see. I I think, I think my, my guess would be Ortiz, maybe, maybe Edgar Martinez, but he played in the steroid era that even though he had an insane numbers, I don't think he probably got the hardware that he deserved. Yeah. David Ortiz, David Ortiz was an ALCS MVP, a world series MVP, but but he was never, he was never the MVP. Well, Luis Arise, who's going to play. Second, third, left, and <laughs> wherever else. God bless him. Don't see him as an but, MVP candidate. I see Byron Buxton. I see Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton's the one guy on this team that if he could ever, and I'm past the point of saying mm-hmm. that he will, if he would ever stay healthy, Byron Buxton would actually could work his way into that conversation, and it would be credible. Yeah. Yeah, it just... I, I don't see. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out the scenario. I can see a scenario in which, like Jorge Polanco, two years ago in the first half of the season, was legitimately an MVP candidate in the first half, 2019, yep. and he was an All Star for that. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. he, and then he kind of dropped off. So, yes. like, I can see the path. Josh Donaldson so, has already won it. I can't see the path for Luis Arise to win the MVP. I'm. I'm just trying to. Like, even if he hits 315. No, he's not. Gonna, no, 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 no. There's no way in God's green earth he's not. He. It's a non-starter. It's a complete I, one. I mean, even though we've ripped. Miguel Sano on this show a few times like I I can see why a national writer probably looks at the box score and sees Miguel Sano's insane home run totals and if he even if he hits a like 260 I could see them saying okay he's gonna get some love for MVP but Luisa Rise could hit 330 330 he really could and I don't think he'd finish top 10 in MVP I really don't think he would he's not a sexy player if he hit 330 I think he'd get votes sure but I don't think he wins it and no. and, and this also what's kind of confusing about this I, th- I don't think this is just a writer. I think this is their formula at DraftKings, like spitting out. I'd like to help the the, the favorites. So. I'd like to be a consultant for DraftKings. Then <laughs> I'll charge them a lot, but I will give them <laughs> advice. Don't ever, ever again put Luis Arise on your potential MVP list. Arise. Jud- Judd's like, I'll charge you a lot. I'll be available sparingly. Yes, but when I am, <laughs> you want to shut up and listen because I'm going to give you advice that's going to save you from great embarrassment. <laughs> that's the most important thing. That's the uh, mo- I've yeah. I've got another category for you here, but a quick shout out to our friends at Dennis Kirk. So Dennis Kirk is jumping back in for twin season. They were a huge supporter of ours during a four month stretch without sports last year, and so. Uh, we're happy to support them. If you guys like to ride in the summer months, Harleys, Indians, Metric Cruisers, sport bikes, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. If you order before 8 p.m., they'll ship the same day. Shipping is free on orders over $89. So uh, Dennis Kirk, truly the best in the business, uh, a great partner of ours. DennisKirk.com, everything you need for your ride. Dennis Kirk. Dot com. All right, Cy Young Award. Okay. This is from the William Hill Sportsbook in Las Vegas. I'll give you, well, who, who do you guys think is the odds-on favorite to win the American League Cy Young Award? Hmm. I was a little bit surprised by this, actually. I thought, I thought it'd it? be Shane Bieber. I thought I, I think yeah, Shane Bieber is just the best pitch in the American League. It's actually it? Garrett Cole. Garrett yeah, I Cole. Can, I can see that. Of course. Some yeah, of it's, yeah. the, it's the uniform, right? Of, of course he is. Yeah. So Garrett Cole... 
three and a half to one. Shane Bieber, 3.75 to one. Lucas Giolito at five to one I with like the that. Whiteys. Tyler Glass now, 10 to one. Hyunjin Ryu, 15 to one. Where's the respect? It's coming. It's coming. The next two guys are Jose Barrios at 16 to one and Kenta Maeda at 20 to one. No one called me. Kenta Maeda should be above, but we know this, Barrios. First of all, I don't think any of these guys should be above Hyunjin Ryu, though. Hyunjin Ryu, when he's healthy, is lights out. So I'm, I'm cool with these guys not being in the top five. Maeda finished second to Bieber last year. I would I would say Maeda probably should sniff the top 10. Yeah. I'd give him top 10. But I for sure put him, in my world, above Barrios because I think what we saw last year proved that Barrios is more comfortable in the two role. And Maeda, flat out, he can he can handle what he was asked to do, which is impressive. That trade that trade might look or does look really good. Like the Twins, yeah, I think, I think the it Twins gave is. up a good player, a good pitcher in uh, Bruzdar, no question about it. But if you look at that trade now, that's an impressive trade. Like that's the type of trade where you say that's a hell of, of a job to go get uh, what basically is a top of the rotation guy. I wouldn't call him a true ace, but I think he borders on. I mean, he, he's a good pitcher. That trade looks great to me. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can trade a reliever for a regular player, like unless you're just unless you're trading for a scrub, if you're trading for a fifth starter, but if you can trade a reliever for a shortstop or a reliever for a a, a playoff rotation starter, it's a fleece. That was a fleecing of a trade, and the fact that he makes like three or four million dollars and right? is locked in for was locked in for like three more years. I think it's it is legitimately yeah, right. when if you take away the guys who haven't reached free agency yet, if you count all players who have become free agents, it's the most team friendly deal in yeah. all of baseball. Yeah. A borderline second candidate who makes like three million dollars and he's not a rookie under team control. Do you guys still I think the headline for me here is that the William Hill Sportsbook views Jose Barrios as a legitimate Young Award candidate. Do you guys still feel that way about Jose Barrios, that he still has another level to get to? Or have we sort of seen, hey, he's a really good pitcher, but it's a pipe dream to think that he's going to all of a sudden become Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber, top, top, top ace caliber pitcher. I would love to tell you that I definitely see uh, 2021 is going to be the year of Barrios, and it's going to be fantastic, and he's finally going to reach that damn potential that we've talked about. And he has not been a disappointment, but we all feel that he is – Never necessarily achieved the success that we foresaw, but I can't do it now. Uh, the two things that I no longer can tell you is Buxton's going to play 140 games and Barrios is going to be a real ace uh, because we have seen enough from both now where it's not hashtag small sample size. <laughs> so would I like to see it from Barrios? Absolutely. I would love to, but am I going to? Sit here for, I believe it'd be the third consecutive year. I pounded the table and I said, "Yeah, he's going to do it. He's going to become a you know if he can do this, he can write this down." Cy Young votes. No, I can't do it. now. I just can't. Dex, you know, no, I'm in. I mean, I, I look look at Garrett Cole. Okay, in Pittsburgh, Garrett Garrett Cole was a was a very good starter, above average starter. He was a number two, and then all of a sudden, when he hit twenty seven, twenty eight. He literally unlocked in a completely different level to his game, upped his yep. strikeouts by four over nine. And then Jose Barrios is basically in the same boat. He's going to be 27 the same year. Basically, starting pitchers really start to hit their peak. 
So I, I do yeah, think yeah. there's something to unlock to him and that he can put himself in the Cy Young conversation. I'm still drinking the Kool-Aid, too, for the exact reason Declan gave you. I was going to give you Garrett Cole. as a, That's the perfect example. 27 years old, and there's more. Like, a lot of... A lot of guys need like four or five seasons of being really good, figure out the league, and then all of a sudden they get to a new level. Max Scherzer is another one. And I'm not sitting here like promising that Barrios is going to be Garrett Cole or Max Scherzer, but Max Scherzer was really good for four years, two in Arizona, two in Detroit, but he was really good like a number two, number three starter. And then boom, age 27 hits, age 28 hits, strikeout spike, ERA goes way down. And by the time, and then, when he's a 28 year old, he's been an all-star literally every year, like eight straight all-star appearances. Right. One of the best pitchers in baseball, uh, 21 I, and three is a 28 year old. So there's, there's a couple years here of a window for him to still get to the next level. And I'm not going to sell all stock. Okay. Question uh, on odds, odds greater that Barrios turns that corner and becomes a true ace or in the next two years has to have Tommy John. Damn. Oh, I was wondering where he was going to go. <laughs> no, because I mean, look at look or, at this league. Or, or no, 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 no. I'm not saying. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, what I'm saying is, I believe that he has never had Tommy John, and I've all, and with every pitcher, I wait for that shoe to eventually drop. So I'm just saying, is he going to turn, take this turn, and become Garrett Cole or Scherzer? Or are we going to be t- talking about, well, he's going to miss 2022 with Tommy John surgery? All right. So if if you're making me, if this is one of those weird gun to the head situations where like you, right find yourself, you find yourself blindfolded over a baseball question and someone has a gun to your head, which would just be a really unfortunate situation. Eh. And that person really needs to not take baseball quite as seriously to be putting someone in that precarious of a situation. It's Roycey, but old if, school. But if I, <laughs> I got a gun, you got to make a decision. <laughs> I will shoot and, and we gotta go. We gotta go. Bye-bye. You gotta make a decision right now. Um, if I had to pick one or the other, I would say it's more likely he needs Tommy John surgery in the next yeah. two years than wins a signing award. Yeah. So yeah, there, there you go. I'm just, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to derail the conversation. I just look. Everybody, it seems like eventually needs TJ. Okay. Hey, the the one thing that I will say about this team that I am that I think is going to be great fun and we we probably don't talk about it much cuz it's not sexy until we actually see it Andrelton Andrelton Simmons will be this team's best fielding shortstop since Greg Gagne and he's better like Oh yes but I mean I don't think we understand how the luxury that it's going to be to see a guy hoover baseballs continually at that position and make plays like that yes. is so. As a baseball fan, a, a Gold Glove shortstop is so much fun, and we have not seen Gold Glove shortstop play in this town for a long time. Honestly, like if you're a Twins fan and you haven't gone to YouTube and just watched Andrelton Simmons highlight videos, carve out twenty minutes of your life tonight. <laughs> pour a cocktail, pour a Corona hard seltzer, whatever, and just just look onto YouTube. Just just type in Andrelton Simmons highlight videos. That's the type of thing that's going to be prominently displayed at Target Field defensively all year long if he can stay healthy for the full year, which deep, is the big if with him and Donaldson. To go uh, deep in, in the hole at shortstop and make that backhanded play and make that throw, 
is is to me among the most fun things to watch in baseball. Yeah, because it's damn I, tough uh, to do. I agree. I agree. Hey, real quick, uh, today's $100 winner, and by the way, we're giving away $100 to someone every day who opens the Score North app the rest of the week, Damian Johansson from Lauderdale. He is also now qualified to win the $10,000 Pick Your Prize Grand Drawing. So nine of our partners have bandied together and have helped us be generous here throughout the month of March. Pick Your Prize Month through the Score North app. The Score North app is free to download. And you can find all of our podcasts, Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily, The Scoop with Doogie, Royce Unchained, 10,000 Swings, all of Judd's written work and push notifications for when things happen, like Ben Johnson gets hired as the Gophers coach. So all those things. And throughout the rest of the week, we're giving $100 a day away to somebody who has the app, opens it, registers, and uh, and enters the Pick Your Prize contest. So we're in a giving mood, and we thank our nine partners for helping us with that. You can find out more information about the $10,000 Pick Your Prize grand prize drawing uh boys good session today we got a new gopher basketball head coach and uh, jose barrios is going to win the Cy Young award i think we've established a couple really important things on today's show my forearm hurts coach my <laughs> forearm hurts what's wrong my, my flexor pronator tendon <laughs> it's the little, it's the little things i got a little forearm soreness my, my brother has like a big baseball net that he hits into for slow pitch softball and actually i think someone just hit slow pitch softball underneath me with the construction um but yes, but when I was in North Carolina, he has a big he has a big bucket of baseball. So I was like, you know what? I haven't like thrown an actual baseball in like probably like a year or two. I threw like maybe a dozen, you know, thirty mile an hour meatball four seam fastballs, and even mixed in my Declan hanging curveball that also drops Uh-oh. in probably at thirty Uh-oh. miles an hour. Yeah, I'm like I'm seriously ready for Tommy John. I, I, I am I am a Declan Owie away from going Dude. going to get some surgery. Dude, bad idea. Did you guys, did you did you guys ever participate in the big whiff, the wiffle ball tournament, the charity wiffle ball no, tournament? No, we I avoided it at all costs. But my former partner did. Oh my god, yeah, Dubé was uh, Dubé was the star of the show about seven years ago. Just because he was trash talking small children doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Okay, <laughs> he was like he was like mfing twelve year olds. It was amazing. <laughs> I just could trash talk. Hey, come here, kid. Like, <laughs> like, dude, Jeff, what are you doing? Um, but I, so I threw like 200 pitches that day, wiffle ball. And these like, these oh. are like 12 year olds, 13 year olds that like only play wiffle ball all summer. Yep. And so they know how to, <laughs> they know how to hit a ball 400 feet. They can put and so I sat there for a day beforehand and I YouTubed how to throw different breaking balls so mm-hmm. I could have a chance. And I was like, I, I performed pretty well. I wasn't like a number one starter, but I gave you Carl Pavano innings. I probably threw like 250 pitches that day. Mike Marshall. I couldn't move, couldn't move my arm for a week. It was terrible. It was more the labrum, I think, than the mm. than the. Oh, uh, so you were the shoulder? Oh, shoulder problems are worse. It was always me. Yeah, my lat. Yeah. It was always my lat. My lat always hurt like crazy. I think it was because of my you know my vicious K rod delivery that I would follow through. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so glad I'm not trying to pitch. Oh god! Because my arms feel my arms feel great. I feel great. If you just sit, if you just sit at home and watch sports and drink beer, let, then you let, don't have to worry about injury. Well, no, your be- the beer hurts. Let's uh, let's get Glenn Perkins. We'll do a curveball challenge between Mackie and Judd and Declan. Who throws the best meatball curveball? Do you think Glenn has thrown a curveball in the last five years? No, four no. years. Whenever he retired, hell oh, no. Glenn, it could be hilarious. Glenn strikes me as the type of person who walked away from baseball and was done. Yeah, he's. On I can't to see Glenn. A million other things. I can't see Glenn pining for the days on the mound and saying, "I'm going to go through a backyard now, bullpen session." Spin, Honey, catch me spinning those beer cans into the trash can from a distance. I can see Glenn Perkins oh, absolutely yeah. putting some down there. Absolutely, <laughs> heck yeah. yeah. 
Amazing. All right, that's uh, that's a wrap on Mackie and Judd. Don't forget Daily Vikings Conversations. Your Daily Vikings entertainment destination is Purple Daily. And sources telling us that there may be a Godfather Mach 3.0 today. Just to add on just a little bit of seasoning to that tease. They God, traded. God, God, they traded. Godfather might have made a trade for the Vikings. Oh, oh, seasoning! Oh, God. Seasoning! All right, we gotta, we, 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 hurry over to Purple Daily. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 